You've always had what it takes to make it happen. And we know the right tools can make it easier. At Strayer University, we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success. That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program. So you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. Hi friends. So this week I'm really excited because I'm going to teach you some of my best tactics for how I read people so well. Anyone who meets me knows I just know things I'm not supposed to know. So I'm going to give you my tactics for getting a better understanding of everyone in like subtle ways they don't realize. Like people expose themselves and don't even know. So I'm going to tell you what to look for when you navigate life and help you get a better understanding of when people do or say certain things or act a certain way, what it means, why they're doing it, and what you can tell about them from what they just did. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Before we jump into that, I have an announcement about a tour. I'm going on tour, bitch. So everybody get excited because Tuesday, November 14th, tickets go on sale. And I'm telling you now, so you get a head start. Everyone in my podcast, you're hearing this before everyone else, so you have a chance to buy a ticket. When I did my first show in LA, the tickets sold out in 45 minutes. <laughs> All of them, gone. So I'm doing five shows, maybe six. We'll see how ticket sales go. We might bump it to six, but I'm doing basically a live version of my podcast uncensored about confidence because there's so many angles that I hit it from and my first live show was amazing and people really understood why I talked about confidence live because I can't talk about it online with the way that I hit it. Like it has to be uncensored. It has to stay between us in the auditorium that we're in. <laughs> so everybody set your reminder right now on your phone. Hey Siri, remind me to look at Leo's tour locations because they're not going to be revealed until Tuesday. So if you want to see if I'm coming to your city or near you, or you could come to it, no one's going to know where I'm going until Tuesday, the 14th. Tickets are going live at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. So everybody, be ready, be quick. That's in Pacific Standard Time. So that's LA time. So whatever that adjusts to where you're at, I'll put the link to where you can get tickets in the description of this podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, it will be in the description also. And it's gonna be on my Instagram. I'm gonna be posting a lot there too. I'll be posting the links on my stories. The link will be in all my link trees and all my social media. So if you're interested in getting a ticket and I am anywhere near you, get it fast. Every single person who went to my last event I ended up like hanging out and like talking with people <laughs> at the end, but every single person loved it and was genuinely blown away. And what's funny is so many girls brought their boyfriends and the boyfriends were like kind of dragged to be there. And at the end, they loved it. They got the hype around me and why their girlfriend wanted to go so bad. <laughs> but I wanted to give you guys the heads up who listen to my podcast first, because I'm going to be posting it on TikTok and Instagram and everything else. So I wanted my core people to hear first so you can make sure to get a ticket if you want one. And I say, if you want one politely but you need one. We're gonna start the new year off right because the first date of a show is January 5th and then it's gonna go from there. So if you wanna kick off the new year with me, get a little kick in the ass for confidence, I'll see you there. Now let's jump into my first way that I read people. And the first kind of person I'm gonna talk about and the first like thing I want you to look for is people who overthink everything. The biggest thing to get about people who overthink is they're not just overthinking because they're anxious. They're overthinking because their brains are wired and trained to spot unsafety. People who overthink absolutely everything and get kind of trapped in that 
and seem to get really anxious about it and any decision that comes up to get anxious about it, you have to understand about this person. You can read them that they're afraid of pain. Everybody is. But what someone who overthinks constantly is doing is looking for any hidden consequence that can come from what they're going to do, say, or change. What you have to understand about people who overthink is they are looking for hidden consequences. Their biggest fear is to be blindsided with pain and something that will cause them pain. So they're constantly trying to figure out what it is before it happens. And if you're dealing with this type person, you have to understand how they are and be able to read them. Like the point of being able to read someone is knowing how to navigate them and get closer to them or like learn how to manipulate them if you need to. <laughs> but people who overthink are also sometimes, not all the time, sometimes they're a little bit insecure about their ability to handle things. That's why they don't like to be blindsided. They think of every potential and every possibility that can happen because being blindsided is like the worst thing you can do. So with someone like this, you wanna be very honest, direct, straightforward. Do not hide any intention. Do not hide anything that could potentially happen. Just be so forthcoming and straight up and direct with them. And that's gonna bring you a lot closer to them and help them calm down. Because if they're constantly on the hunt trying to figure out what could go wrong or what could go bad or what you're not telling them, they'll make some shit up. Because I used to be the same way. I overthink a lot of things, not near as bad as I used to. I just put a lot of thought into things. There's a difference between incessant overthinking and being thoughtful. So I wanted to bring this up first because that's gonna give you a lot of understanding about yourself if you are an overthinker, but also it's gonna give you the ability to read someone better who is overthinking constantly. Okay, the next one I'm gonna kinda read myself with because I do this. If someone is constantly running around and checking on people and someone is checking on you a lot, they need to be checked on. You need to check on them. And this is typically gonna be someone that you think is very strong or has everything together. They're not used to people checking on them and they're used to having to take a lot into consideration and do a lot and be a lot. And when they're checking on everyone, they're desperately wanting you to check on them. Trust me, if you have someone who checks on you all the time, if you just out of the blue check on them one day or start being more attentive and checking on them, that's what they want and they're going to appreciate it and you're going to make them feel so seen. They're going to have like this favoritism toward you because you're the first person who's checked on them. That's the same way that I am. Like when I was doing my first event, I was anxious, I was nervous and I was like excited, but I was like trying to set up a stage and like practice and make sure the lighting was right and everybody knew the cues and everything was set up right and everything was going good. There was so much on my plate mentally. I was such in a panic. I was running around asking everyone on my team, how are we feeling? You doing okay? How you doing? How you feeling? Like me being overstimulated, my comfort was like hearing that everybody else was okay. And it kind of in a way like made people ask me back and then I could kind of like talk about it. But there's a lot you can read into with that. But trust me, if someone is constantly checking on you or checking on everyone, they need to be checked on. That's something you now can read through. Okay, the next way you can read somebody, I'm really just reading the shit out of myself with all these. <laughs> but I wanna talk about people who are very independent and kind of hyper-independent, or they like to be alone a lot. There's a difference between being independent because you like to rely on yourself versus being hyper-independent because this is your way of adapting to neglect. So what it's gonna look like for someone who has become independent to adapt with neglect, like 
no one was there for them. No one checked on them. No one cared. Like no one helped them with anything. Like they realized they could only rely on themselves. What this person's going to look like is me <laughs> in the sense that I'm never bored. I'm never someone who is bored. My brain automatically fills in any space gap or void with things that I can do. My brain is just trained to fill empty space. It's not trained to sit in it because there's neglect in it. When you're used to being alone or isolated or not being like attended to or given affection or like checked on, you just kind of learn to keep moving forward without it. So this is where I was saying the person that's checking on everyone, check on them. Someone who is hyper independent like this and has everything going, they don't want to be like this most of the time. They're just not even aware and not looking into the fact that their first resort is always themselves and never to ask for help or to ask for someone to be there for them or to talk to them. Like that's not something that hyper independent people do who are adapting to neglect. Like that's their adaptation. So like I said, I'm never bored. I'll constantly find things to do. Like if you leave me alone, I'm gonna be so busy and productive and doing all kind of shit. Like I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna have like a good time with myself, but my brain is wired to fill any space or any void. Like I just do what I wanna do or do what needs to be done. I don't just sit around and cry and mope because people who have sat around who were neglected and cried and moped, when you're neglected, when you're sitting there in it and no comfort comes, you learn how to comfort yourself and get up. What people like me want so desperately is a hug and for someone to care and be attentive and just be nice. Like I have that now with all the people in my life, but this is just something I want you to become aware of with people who are hyper independent because it's gonna seem a little off-putting. It's gonna seem like you have nothing to offer them and they're gonna seem like super busy and you're gonna feel a little bit like, oh, I don't wanna reach out, I don't wanna bother them, I don't wanna ask to hang out. With someone like this, they're never inconvenienced by you being present and by having your presence in their life, they're going to appreciate it. They're spending their time and their brain is wired to fill every void and keep themselves busy. But when something comes up, we'll make time for it. We will fully make time for people like to get attention and affection. That's all that we want. So when you come and bring that, you're not a bother at all. So you're going to feel like with someone who's hyper independent, you're going to feel like a bother and like you are bothering them. Read through it. You're not bothering them at all. They're just not used to getting attention from people who genuinely care about them. And I'm speaking about this in like current tense and past tense of myself because I still am like this. Like my brain is just adapted to this way of being, but I've gone into it and sorted it out, but I'm teaching you how to read through these type people. But like I said, they're going to seem distant. They're going to seem like busy, occupied. I don't want you to be put off by that. I don't want you to think anything is like, they don't appreciate you or they don't value you. Like if they don't text you and reach out to you, I'm kind of bad about that sometimes. And I'm having to make a conscious effort of it of like, I need to reach out to these people, stay in contact with these people, check on people. I do it here and there, but like people will easily fall out of my life because I occupy my space and my time with other things. Like I don't let there be a gap. So if you fall out, I'm filling it. And it's not because they didn't appreciate you. And it's not because you weren't, great or like meant anything to them. It's just how they've adapted and learned to be. Like I said, sitting in the discomfort, there's no comfort going to come from it. No one's going to come and comfort them. There's no way to get through it and like 
help themselves through it. So the way that they help themselves is just invest in themselves and keep their ass on their way. I'm still kind of like that. That's why I cut people off so easy. <laughs> but with someone like this, you're going to want to insert yourself into their life. Like you're going to have to be the one to text them first and initiate plans and all these things. Because like I said with me, I don't really have free time. I don't. I occupy my time with so many things I have to do and things that I want to do. But that kind of shoots me in the foot because if you don't have free time, you don't sit around and think who can fill it. You just fill it with the, what, like, whatever is there or at hand. So someone who's like this isn't always going to text you. Like their mind is occupied other places. Once they see you're stable and consistent and showing up and your presence is there a lot, they'll make space for you in their little life and they'll tuck you in this corner and they will feel the void when you pull out. But like to get into this person's life and to get in with them is going to take effort from your end. You're going to have to assert yourself and make your presence known and stable for them to kind of like soften, open up and like notice the void and not want to lose you because they don't want to lose like what you bring to them and their life, you know? The next thing is my favorite way to read somebody, their music taste. If someone has deep, fucked up music they like, oh, they deep. They're a deep person because the obsession I have with Ethel Kane, and I love all her music, but her stuff specifically on SoundCloud that her label will not let her release because it's too fucked up, that's my favorite. Like, you can tell a lot by a person by their music taste and the things that they appreciate. So the kind of art they like or the kind of music that they like or the things that they think are beautiful, pretty, things that catch their attention, things that they are enamored with and things that they resonate with is what will tell you a lot about them. You can read so much about someone by just seeing the music they resonate with because a lot of songs touch on feelings you can't really explain. Most people are not good at putting it into words. Like a lot of you guys love what I say and you resonate with my podcast because I put words to things that you feel that you could never describe. And I describe how we both feel. And it's like, oh my God, I feel seen. You resonate with it. Someone seeing me talk about this will get a good read on you and the way you think and what you feel by seeing what you resonate with. Does that make sense? So music is kind of the same thing. So when someone has deep music taste or they like some random like dark deep thing like just take anything that someone is interested in or anything that they resonate with and then look at what could they be connected to in it like what in it are they connected to and that will help you read a lot about them trust and believe trust and believe <laughs> okay so the next thing i'm going to tell you is an example like i'm going to give you an example of something that someone did recently that revealed so much about their character. And the way I kind of like break this down is going to give you the skill of how to look into things and see a lot about a person, how to read them by something that they do. So at my first event, I'm talking about it again. There's so many little like little like nuggets of like awareness in it. I loved it. So when I was getting ready, I was up in the dressing room and my assistant pulled out my steamer to steam my pants for me because I was sitting on the couch like, trying to collect myself. And I was trying to talk to everyone who was in there. Cause like my whole family was in there and my whole team was in there and I was getting up to steam it. And she grabbed it for me and like took it and like went to steam my clothes for me. I was like, Oh my God, so sweet. Like I'm not used to people doing things for me like that. But when my assistant got up to steam my pants, the guy I'm talking to <laughs> got up and told her, no, I'll do it. 
And he does have a lot of like background, like what he does with work. Like he works with clothes and photo shoots and stuff like that. So like he has a lot of like practice and like skills with like steaming shit perfectly. So he got up and took the initiative to steam the pants. One, so my assistant didn't have to. And two, to make sure that they were done as best as possible for me. Now, just him taking the initiative to do that means he can read a fucking room. That's huge. A lot of people lack that. Like, so for you to just get up and take the initiative to read the room like that, to want the best outcome of what she's doing, he knows he's good at it. So he got up to do it, but also him offering to do it instead of just letting someone else do it shows he's got a lot of character and he cares about other people. Like he sees my assistant running around, helping me with a ton of stuff. He's trying to take something off her plate. He's considerate. He's caring. He wants to help take the pressure off of people. He's not someone who's lazy, who's just going to sit back and like let everybody scramble just so he can be comfortable. Like he's fine with stepping up where he can and offering help. That also reveals confidence in himself, one, but two, his capabilities. He was confident enough to offer that and to do it. So he was confident in himself to stand up and initiate that. A lot of people would be like, oh my God, no, I'm scared. I don't want to mess it up. Ah, like they would like talk themselves out of it. So he doesn't think like that. He doesn't belittle himself and like put himself down. He sees where he can be of use and offers himself. So there's a lot of confidence revealed in that, but also confidence in his skills to get the job done and not ruin the pants because they were Versace pants and they were expensive. <laughs> but him getting up and steaming my pants for me shows that He's conscious and considerate and cares about other people. Like he'd rather do it than have her do it because she's doing a hundred other things. Like he offered himself to do it. And how I just broke this down, it revealed so much about his character, but it was just a small thing. Like this is what my brain is like 24 seven. I constantly read through and see through every move someone makes. Like just for him, it literally took him five seconds to stand up Say to my assistant, hey, I'll do it. Like, I got it. You're totally good. Like, go do whatever else you got to do. For him to do that took five seconds. That little action revealed so much about his character. And it let me read through him and see more of him by just that small little action. And sometimes you can be wrong when you like read into things, but you'll learn the more you do it. Like, you know when you're wrong and when you're not wrong. Okay, you're not making assumptions. You're making observations. That's the biggest thing is like, what did it take for someone to do this? What does this say about them? Like getting into their perspective and seeing like everything it took for them to do that and what it means about them. That's a lot. And that's a really good skill to have. And that's the core of like how I read people basically. <laughs> but I wanted to bring that up because that is like a little situation that reveals a lot about someone. My next example is something I had to check myself on. And it's people who are a little standoffish or silent in social situations. People who are in social situations and seem off-putting or seem closed off, like they have like a resting bitch face or they're just like cold. Sometimes they're just an asshole. Sometimes. Give credit where credit's due. <laughs> but if you take a second to look at why else might somebody be acting very closed off and reserved in a social situation, you'll be able to read through people and see who's actually frozen because they're so hypercritical of themselves in every move they could make. They're 
overanalyzing every move. They're overanalyzing how they're being perceived. They're overanalyzing what they're saying and how it could be taken or how it could be wrong. Someone like this is basically standing on a pile of glass and there's glass all around them. And any step they take is gonna lead to more cuts and more pain. So they're frozen where they are. They don't see a safe step to take. They don't see a safe action to take. They don't see a safe thing to exhibit about their personality or a correct thing to say that doesn't lead to a potential consequence. They look at everything around them as like, I'm gonna fuck it up. And someone who's like that is so hypercritical of themselves and so like hyper aware of how things could go wrong or how they could hurt someone or how they're being perceived and it couldn't be how they want it to be. So a lot of people just freeze and go stone cold. And they'd rather not speak, not interact, not engage because it's safe. Like they're stuck on that pile of glass they're on because any other step is just stepping in more glass. It's easier just to stay still, you know? And there's one more aspect that could kind of go with this. If someone is looking intimidating and rude or they look mean and they're just standing there, a lot of people, myself included, give off that allure in public to not be fucked with. Like whenever I'm at an event or a party or anything like that, it's like people get drunk and they always want to try the big one. Like, girl, leave me alone. I left all my scrappy days in the past. I left smacking the fucking shit out of somebody in the past. I'm trying to leave that behind. Don't bring it out of me again. I have too much to lose now. But I wanted to bring up kind of like the death stare and like the mean mug because a lot of people do that as a protection thing. But as soon as you like talk to them, or cut up with them, they're gonna immediately let it down and like have fun with you. So something I like to do with people at an interaction where they seem like frozen, they don't seem like an asshole. Like they just seem like frozen and like anxious. You can kind of tell who's who, just watch their body language, who looks uncomfortable. That's the person who's overcritical of themselves. The person who's just an asshole is like looking around unimpressed. There's a difference. So if you see someone who looks a little bit uncomfortable or they're just like not moving, I always just go up to them and just say hi, introduce myself, ask them what their name is, ask them how they're feeling, like how you feeling, what you think of the party. Just little questions like that that are not big. I ask them if they wanna get a drink and it's like, okay, let's go get a drink. Or I'll say something like, all right, you're my vibe. Like I found my person in the corner of the party doing their own thing. This is where I like to hang out. And like they immediately are gonna feel bonded and seen and appreciated and it's gonna kinda help them open up. But if you start with something or say something like, girl, I'm anxious as hell. I need to come like step out the party for a second. I'm overstimulated. When you say that, if they're feeling anxious too, you just matched them. You just made them feel seen. You made them feel safe. They're immediately gonna be like, and relax because they don't feel alone anymore. They don't feel like the only one who's anxious. They don't feel like the only one people are looking at and who's not having a good time. Like you're gonna immediately bond with them and it's gonna help them like kind of crack and like chill and stop analyzing themselves so hard because they realize they're not the only one who is anxious like that. One other thing that I kind of do at events like this, like sometimes I am like the closed off one in the beginning, like I'm very big personality, have fun, life the party. But in the beginning at a party, usually I analyze and I observe, like I watch my surroundings, I get a reading of like who's in the room, what's where, you know, I always spot my two to three exits anywhere I go. But I'll like look at the room, read the room, feel the vibe, see where the safe spots are. I'm gonna look for where the bathroom is. I'm gonna look for where the kitchen is. I'm gonna look for like where things are or like the smoking section. I don't smoke anymore, but like it's a good like 
thing to just know where it is. If you need to go like chill outside for a second and get out of the party or get out of the event or whatever the interaction or gathering is, I'll just like read the room and I'll analyze. And then if it's a big room of people I don't know, I will kind of like stay a little reserved until I get a reading on like who I'm with. Cause some people you have to be very PC around. Some people you have to be very like <laughs> business. I'm really just shooting the shit all the time, but I just need to know and like find my people who are cool and who are fun. So don't immediately think that someone you see being standoffish or closed off is an asshole. They might just be so anxious and if they look uncomfortable, you know they're hypercritical of themselves. So you can do something to ease that and kind of comfort them. That's just something to know. Okay, the next thing you can kind of read into is someone who tells you you have something in your teeth or you have something in your hair or your hair looks bad. Not me, because I don't have any. <laughs> but for someone to be honest with you, I'm not saying the type that will embarrass you and be an asshole about it and like make fun of you. Like the person who will kind of like, slyly tell you a like check your teeth or like they'll just reach up and like fix your hair or they'll flip your chain for you or whatever it is there's someone who's looking out for you and there's someone who wants that so desperately in return they want someone to look out for them so i love these type people i am this type person because when someone looks out for you like that you feel comfortable and safe with them you know that they're looking out for you do this back to these people because they're constantly checking on everyone else and looking out for everyone else. What they really want is to be looked out for by other people. Trust me, like people who do this constantly or are just like always so aware and protective and like inclusive and trying to make sure everything's okay and make sure everyone's good and comfortable and fine. There are people who want that back and they're used to not getting it. They're just being it. But you can also kind of read into the type of person this is like they're looking out for you. They're not someone who is going to ever make you look dumb. They're going to be protective of you and your image and like the way you present and make sure you're taken serious and make sure you don't look bad. Like that's someone who's genuinely just like a down ass bitch and they're going to be there for you. And I like that type person, <laughs> but not the ones that make it an embarrassing thing. Not them. Them I want to hit. All right, I had to get a little sip of water before we dive into saying thank you to today's sponsor for the podcast. And it's Vessi. And for those of you that don't know, Vessi is a company that makes shoes that are basically weatherproof. You can wear their shoes anywhere and they can survive the elements. So if it's just raining outside and you don't want to wear a rain boot, all of Vessi's sneakers and shoes function like rain boots, but they're cuter than rain boots. Also, if you're going on a hike and you don't want water getting in your shoes, you don't want a wet sock, you can wear the shoes on a hike. You can also wear the shoes to the beach and get them in the water. Like you can get them fully wet and they'll be just fine. And they also make other accessories, not just shoes. They have a pair of gloves and they sent me a few pairs and I had to use them the other day because I had carved pumpkins for Halloween and I had them on my balcony and they rotted and they got like squishy and nasty and like juice was everywhere. I didn't want to touch them. So I put the gloves on so I didn't have to touch them. <laughs> If you're interested in seeing the shoes that they have and also the accessories that they have, you can head over to Vessi.com slash aware. And also at checkout, if you use code aware, it lets them know that you came from me and you get a discount code. It's 15% off if you use code aware. So if you want to go check anything out, go check it out and use Vessi.com slash aware so they know that you came from me. <laughs> Love you. Okay, now I want to talk about a situation where you do something for someone or you say something to someone and their reaction is not what you thought it was gonna be. Like if you're trying to do something nice or say something nice or like you buy someone something and their reaction is like the opposite of what you thought it would be. Like, okay, I said this nice thing or I did this nice thing, but you got upset 
and you got sad or you got mad. Understand, when someone has a reaction that is not typical, it's not that they're having a weird or bad reaction. There's some kind of disconnect with what you said or did. Your intention may have been misconstrued. So if you're doing something that seems very direct and forward and like clearly nice to you and someone doesn't take it that way, or like you say a joke or something and it's like a lighthearted joke and someone doesn't take it that way, you need to clarify your intent. Don't get mad at them. Don't judge them. Don't like be an ass and start a fight. Try to understand and read into why did you just have that reaction that you had? How were you looking at it? My go-to is always, wait, wait, hang on. What's making you feel like that? And they'll tell you why what you said or did impacted them the way that it did. And then you get an understanding for what just happened, how they took it or what it triggered in them. They might be dealing with their own shit. And then you get a chance to clear up your intention. So when you see a reaction is not what you thought it would be, or it's not like the given reaction, there's a disconnect, clear it up, clarify your intent and see how they took it. Like you have to read into them and see why did they react like this? Like how did, how did someone have to take this to react like this? And you can clarify your intention. You can clarify what you meant, what you intended, how you wanted it to come across and own up to it and see it and like say it like, okay, wait, wait, I think there's some kind of disconnect. Like, how did you think I meant this? And give them a chance to talk about it. And that saved me so many times. That's something I still use every single day. Whenever you feel like someone's reaction is not right, it is right for how they're perceiving it. And that's the biggest thing to get. So you need to clear up their perception with your intention. Okay, the next thing I wanna talk about is someone who offers to pay their part. Like, even if I'm going to dinner with people and I know I'm paying, I know I'm treating them, just the fact of someone to offer, to pay for themselves and what they ate or like offer to chip in or whatever it is, this is someone who is aware of the pressure that you're under, especially if you're with a group of people. They know what it's like to be under the pressure of carrying the group. So for someone to try and want to relieve you of this, they see it and they want to be there for you. They're like attentive to you. They're aware, like they get it. And this can take like two kind of like angles. So like even the small things where you're calling an Uber, you got the first Uber and you Ubered all these people to the first place and you're going somewhere else, does someone else offer to call the Uber? Or do they just expect you to carry the group for the night? That's where you need to get vocal and be like, hey, I got the first Uber, someone else call it. But we're talking about reading into people. Someone that is aware of the pressure you're under and what you're having to do to carry the group and make sure everyone has a good time is a good person to be around. They know that pressure. They've probably been through it and been used or been taken advantage of and they're gonna be someone that you can rely on and they're gonna be someone you wanna call when something goes wrong. They're gonna be able to handle it and they're aware enough to know when they're a burden and when they're causing inconvenience to others. They're aware of that. That is a safe person to be around. That was a little one, but I wanted to bring it up. Now the next one is you can read a lot about someone by the way they talk about the people that they love like the people closest to them and the people that they care about. How do they talk about them? Because you're gonna get insight on if they're safe or not, one. Because if they're talking shit about people that they're closest to, weird. 
but also you get a lot of insight when you listen to what this person appreciates about other people. You'll see what needs they have by what they appreciate and acknowledge and voice that they love about certain people. You'll get to learn a lot about them and how you can meet needs for them and how you can be of use to them by hearing how they speak about those that they love. You should ask people about the people that are closest to them and why they like them and ask about their connections. Like you need to understand that, but that's gonna give you such a good read on the person about what they love about certain people that they care about. And also if they do vent about things that they don't like, not that they're talking shit, but like if they're venting about certain things that irritate them, pay attention. You're literally gonna be able to read the hell out of somebody by hearing what they like and don't like. So listen when they talk about it with other people. And the reason that I'm saying, watch how they talk about the people that they love and are close to them, because you're gonna get to see the things that makes them close. You'll see how you can get closeness with them also. It's not manipulation, it's like becoming aware of the needs that they have without them directly saying it. Like you'll get to see what they appreciate and how you can kind of do that. And if you are a fit, because if you aren't all of those things and they're non-negotiables for you, you know not to try and change yourself and you know you're not a match, like you're incompatible if you aren't those things or aren't any resemblance of it. And another big reason I say, watch how people talk about the people that they love is because they will give you so much insight about what it's like to be loved by them. How does their love look? What is it like? Are they talking shit about the people that they care about? Are they talking bad about the people who they're closest to? Are they talking bad behind their back? Are they noticing their flaws and only speaking those? Are they degrading the people that they love to other people? That's not a love you wanna have. And I personally will never do business with someone who talks negatively about those that they love and especially someone who cheats on their partner. A lot of men in business have a lot of money and they cheat on their wives and they have children and wives and whole lives and like families and they'll cheat on them. I will not get into business with someone who cheats on their partner or someone who talks bad about the ones that they love because you love these people. These are your closest people. This is your wife and your child, or this is your husband and your children. And if you're talking bad about them and you're betraying them and cheating on your partner and you're supposed to love them the most, you don't love me. So I'm fully on the hook for anything you wanna do. I ain't putting nothing past you because these are the people you love the most and this is how you treat them? I'm just some Joe Schmo we're doing business. Uh-uh, I'm not taking a chance with someone like that because it reveals a lot about their character. So that's just one rule I have with business. It's very hard in business to find people with good character. They exist, but that's why I'm so picky. Now, the next thing that will help you read a lot about somebody is if they nitpick other people and if they critique other people and like you're just walking on the road and they see somebody and they make a comment about the way that they look or their outfit or the way that they're dressed or their weight or whatever it is. People who just nitpick other people, what that says about them without them realizing is that's exactly how they treat themselves. Someone who nitpicks everyone else and nitpicks everything in life and nitpicks everything wrong and bad is because they only see what's wrong and bad about themselves. They nitpick themselves that bad. That's their sense of normal. That's how they treat themselves. That's how they treat the world. It's a reflection. Like the world's a mirror and the way you treat the world is kind of a mirror too to how you treat yourself. 
So that's going to give you a lot of insight about someone that's constantly nitpicking because they're trained to see what is wrong and what is bad and what can be improved and what is not good enough. So if you're friends with someone like this or you're going to date someone like this, all they're ever going to see about you is how you're wrong and how you're bad and how you're not good enough. And that's all that they're going to find is what's wrong with you. That's what they're trained to see. That's how their brain works. They don't walk around and see people wearing an outfit and admire their confidence. They nitpick the outfit how it's ugly. They don't see anything else about them like their joy, they're having a good day, or whatever it is. They're trained to see what's ugly, what's bad, what's wrong, what's gonna lead them to getting disapproval because they're on the hunt for so much about themselves that is up for disapproval. Like they're so scared of doing something and being disapproved. So with someone like this, they reject a lot of things in themselves and they're very, very insecure and they're very pessimistic and negative, but they're not doing that to just be an asshole. And they're not doing that just to kind of be rude and mean. And they're not doing it to themselves just to be rude and mean. Like you nitpick yourself, like I said, when you're worried about being disapproved of. So that's their safety mechanism is to make sure and over critique themselves so they never do anything that makes them lose love. That's a big way you can read somebody and see how truly scared they are and who they kind of are and what they're dealing with. If you want to get involved with it, try it. Do whatever you want to do. I'm just telling you this to give you a better reading on these type people to tell you what they're dealing with and going through. They're not being an asshole just to be an asshole. Some of them are, but most of them have found that being hypercritical is their guarantee of safety and being approved of. So they're going to disapprove of it when it pops up in front of them when it's in other people. Okay, now the last thing I want to talk about with reading people is my personal kryptonite. <laughs> Jealousy. <laughs> and I'm not talking about being jealous of other people having certain things. I'm talking about people who are jealous with you talking to other people. I used to be so bad about this. I've gotten a lot better, but it's still something that I actively have to talk myself through and coach myself through every single day, especially now that I'm talking to somebody and I have a little relationship going on, girl, it is a lot. But what I want you to get about a friend who is jealous of you having other friends or a partner who is jealous and territorial over you, their biggest fear is losing you. Their concern, their only concern and their only worry is any threat to their connection with you. That's what they're trying to stay away from. That's what they're shit scared of. They're not just being rude and mean and controlling. They're scared to lose you. So when you understand this about jealous people, it's going to make you approach them a lot different. That's why it's important to read people so you can approach them different. But with jealous people, understanding that their fear is a threat to their connection with you, they don't want to lose you. When you look at them as just being an asshole and being mean and controlling, you're going to approach that very different. When you look at the thing that they're scared of and you can resonate with it and kind of see the human in them and see that they are emotional and they're scared to lose you, the way you approach that's going to be very different. And I'm not making this as an excuse for toxic people who are like beating the hell out of you. That's a separate situation. I just want to give you this to like read into it. Like jealousy is not just what it looks like on the surface. It is so much deeper and it reveals so much more about a person and their emotions and how you can navigate it and go into things with them and kind of like talk to them and be there for them. It's like their main thing is safety and their connection with you. So if you can solidify that and for me, this boy 
has solidified my connection with him and my jealousy has gone so down. And that's because trust is something that's earned and gained. You don't just blindly trust anyone out the gate. That's how my hand says trust no one, y'all know. <laughs> but by over time building the security and safety with me, he's made me a lot less jealous because I'm not worried about potential threats to our connection. Like I've experienced enough times to get the reassurance and the safety and the peace of mind that this is how you handle things. This is how you think. This is what you care about. This is the way you navigate life. These are your morals and values. And when you see that in someone, someone jealous is gonna diffuse way down. It's always gonna be there. But jealousy is not what it seems and I just wanted to give you this little tidbit so you can read more into people who just seem overly jealous. There's so much more to it. And in reality, they're just scared. Now I hope after listening to all that, you have a better understanding of how to read people. If you enjoyed this video, leave it a thumbs up. If you're watching it on YouTube, hit subscribe if you're new too. And if you're listening to the audio version on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave me a five stars rating. And then everybody go buy a ticket to my shows. I'm so excited. Like I said, links in the description. Go get the tickets. Tuesday, November 14th, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Get ready to get your ticket. I'm also gonna link all of my social media in the description where I'll be releasing a lot of teasers, but you guys are the first to know about the release of this. All the other details are gonna be fair game on launch day. But I'll also leave the link to my merch and my app and everything else you need from me. Also my Snapchat, add me on there. I'll be talking all kind of shit. So just look in the description, it'll have everything you need. But everybody be safe. Thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs> Take care of yourself. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday. But some of you, I will see you in January.